Live from Vanadil. Limit Break Radio. With your host, and Nero, Callo, Argit Lamp, and Sale. Welcome to the next level. LimitBreakRadio.com. That's right. We're back again. Episode number three of Limit Break Radio. Of course, I am a Nero. Not a dark knight this week, working on Samurai, but uh, still. And a thief whose bark is nothing compared to his shark bite, I'm Kahlo. Sale, making sure that the Samurais live to kill another mob. And Argent Lamb, covering all those tiny taru babes. <laughs> hey, come on now, the tarus need some love too, Sale. Gotta, gotta love the tarus. Speaking of taru, joining us... From the world of Midger Somer, doing extensive scientific research that noobs cause cancer. This is Spaz. Spaz, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're glad. We are so glad to have you. So, Spaz, since this is the first time on Limit Break Radio, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, I, of course, am Ataru, hailing from Bastok. I am an original gearhead, been playing for four years over the course of two servers. You know, two different accounts, five different characters, but, you know, kind of just settling on in. You know, I have a 75 Black Mage and a 69 Blue Mage, which I'm absolutely loving at the moment. Okay, so so Blue Mage was was a good fit for you then. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, anyone can play a mage job, in my opinion, but just the arduous, you know, tedious, you know, skill it takes to go out and learn all those blue magic spells, it's just really quite stressful. Right, and 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 we'll get we'll get to blue mage later, but uh, first, uh, you know, I want to start covering uh, what what have we been doing in game uh, over the last week, Kala? Why don't you start? Uh, well, uh, my biggest accomplishment, which, uh, you know, at first it was supposed to be a one-night deal, but uh, due to uh, certain circumstances, it ended up taking about a week. But uh, I finally got evisceration. Ooh, so, c- congratulations. Uh, That's great. Thank you, thank you. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, getting, breaking the weapon wasn't that hard. It only took me about uh, three hours with the help from a couple friends. Sure. But uh, actually going and fighting the NM was a different story. We kept taking additional aggro from uh, Doom Guards and whatnot, mm-hmm. and it was... Uh, Really, really ugly, but uh, you know, with help of my link shell, we eventually got through it. And uh, you know, just want to say thanks to everybody out there. And uh, really, I guess that's about it. You know, been farming a lot. Got my uh, war beret plus one mm-hmm. FTW. Yep, nice. Uh, saving up for spectacles at the moment. Congratulations, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Sale, why don't you go next? All right. Well, um, ever since I got out of the dunes, I have been uh, leveling my black mage up in Quithen. And I met an unlikely ally there. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. And I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> That's right. Yes, we have been uh, we have been partying pretty extensively together. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Last week, I guess we'll just move this into my updates. In the last week, I have finally acquired my Balmung. I mm-hmm. finally sucked it up and bought a bomb core, which uh, now my standing attack, when I have my accuracy plus gear, my Balmung and my bomb core equipped is 411 without food. That's no buffs. Wow. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Wow, not bad. That's, that's good. Um, let's see. What else have I gotten? I didn't get anything else. Um, well, I, you helped me get something. Oh, yeah, you sure. Help, you helped me get get my um, Kazam, Kazam keys, keys yes. so that I can uh, finally we, move on. We ran we ran the Kazam keys last night, and um, let's see. We've been partying through Quithum 
quite a quite a bit. And yeah, we actually now, got to level twenty four together. Yep, level twenty four, and then independently we've we've both hit twenty five. Me and my samurai, and of course Sail on his black mage. And after that, we have two more friends that have been interesting in staticking. Yep, a couple of friends are going to come and static with us uh, when we go to Kazam. So uh, that's that's what I've been doing. Arjit, what have you been doing last week? Uh, recently, I haven't been really doing that much. I've been kind of lazy and been not doing much of anything at all. He hit so. level 60 and he got that Kahlo syndrome, so he's probably going to sit there for four or five months before he decides <laughs> to move on. <laughs> hey, hey, I did that too. I did that too. I, and, I was I was stuck at uh, at in mid-50s for quite a while. And with every three hosts that move on, one has to lag behind. Yeah. Way to go, Arjit. Letting us all down. Letting hey. us all down. He's, he's been busy with his taro chicks, all right? Leave him alone. <laughs> oh, screw you. Lay off the tarus, man. Leave some for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was afraid of that. Oh, boy, this is going to get ugly by the end of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spaz, what have you been doing in the last week or so? Um, actually, been doing a lot of uh, COP missions, actually. I mean, I caught up on the, my art organ missions. Great mm-hmm. storyline, by the way. Um, but I noticed that with Blue Mage, you know, when you get to like 70 plus, you need a lot of, uh, you know, spells that come from sea access. Sure. So, you know, I looked at it and I'm like, you know, hey, I don't I don't really do it. I know, I don't really have it. So why not go get them? So, That's... you know, a whole bunch of friends and, you know, my link shell have been helping me out with that. So, you know, rock on and thanks to all who helped me. Awesome. That's great. Uh, by the way, Spaz, uh, we also wanted to mention that uh, you are on the development team at uh, Dreams of Vanadil, right? Yes, that's correct. Such a really cool website out there. Uh, you can find it at www.ffxionline.com. We also have it linked from our links page. Uh, and you can find our website, of course, LimitBreakRadio.com. So. Spaz, I've, I've read extensively uh, the Blue Mage guide that you posted on uh, Dreams of Von Adil, and uh, there, was, there, was a, there was a question asked on our forums at, at our website, um, and the question, it was not exactly posed like this, but uh, is, is Blue Mage, and, and since you've had uh, extensive, you know, extensive uh, work on, on Blue Mage, is should should blue mage uh be readjusted or is it overpowered um you know to me i feel that it's actually right on in a lot of ways okay you know i feel that in some aspects yeah it's a little overpowered but for the most part it is right there it is a solid job you know it automatically adds in that difficult element to it sure so you know yeah it could be tweaked a little bit here and there but then again you know most jobs can i mean so you can slightly redefine little details here and there but you know, in terms of you know the big aspect of it, no, I, I, in my opinion, it's fine. Now, see what I the, most of the response that I've seen so far has been like ZOMG WTF. You know, blue mages can, uh, you know, do ridiculous amounts of damage. Um, in some instances, yeah, they've they've been known to tank at lower levels. Yep. Um, you know that they can also be a support and buffing class and debuffing yep. class, and yep. and it covers really all of those areas. And and I mean, I have to say that I've been in a in a party with a blue mage. Um, we were we were skill chain. I was skill chaining with death scissors, and some of the most incredible damage I've ever had in a party was was done with a blue mage, and yeah. and absolutely, I think that they're great damage dealers. But uh, how would you how would you what would you say to those skeptics that say, oh well, this job can really do anything? Well. You know, in terms of, you know, anything, I mean, that is a pretty, you know, wide variety of, you know, anything. 
Sure. But, I mean, you have to remember that Blue Mage is, you know, definitely different from anything in game. A lot of mm -hmm. people have been saying that, you know, well, Blue Mage is what Red Mage should be. Well, not really, because Blue Mage is completely independent by itself. Yeah. I mean, Blue Mages by themselves cannot refresh themselves or refresh anyone else. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, we can have a job ability that adds auto-refresh, which is mm -hmm. kind of cool, but... You know, for the most part, all of our buffs, you know, if they do are if they are really good, they either help us solo, or they're weaker versions of what the other jobs get. Sure. So sure. it it definitely doesn't you know you know zero in on you know Blue Mage being the ultimate mighty you know god of all jobs. It just means that Blue Mage specializes in other types of aspects to it. They can help. You know, there. I mean, there's always going to be room for you know white mages, red mages, bards, all that type of stuff. Uh, yeah, I noticed. Um, you guys uh, get a wide array of job traits that the other jobs get, right? That is correct. So, uh, I mean, blue mage obviously is a pretty powerful job, and it can do uh, you know things like tanking and uh, what other jobs do. But it should also be noted that it can't do them as efficiently as those jobs. Right. Traits. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically like. You know, if you get someone who is, like, you know, an awesome freaking healer, you know, then you're going to say, hey, I'm going to get a healer. Right. But in, and if you get someone who is an awesome nuker, you know, you're going to bring in a freaking awesome nuker. You know, but if you bring in a blue mage and expect that, oh, my God, it's a blue mage, you know, they can do everything. You're going right. to be very sorely disappointed. I mean, yeah, we can do a lot of damage. And, yeah, we can, we can heal a little bit. We can nuke here and there. We can enfeeble, all that type of stuff. But by no means is it, like, the ultimate you know, job, like I said. I mean, it's basically a dumbed-down version of everything else. And then on top of that, this is something that I heard from a friend of mine, Haler. Um, he's been playing Blue Mage a little bit, and he has been telling me about something really, really, really horrible for some Blue Mages. The fact that you have to rely on mobs to get your spells, yep. and they yes. don't have a set pattern or anything. It's not like when they get to a low amount of HP, they're going to use something. Right. You have to be lucky that they use every single ability that's yeah. and then you have to kill it to yeah. learn it yeah i was gonna say uh the exact same thing is that that's really where the downfall of the of the blue mage and where the i think the frustration lies that people who haven't played blue mage don't understand is that um you know it takes so much time to get abilities and spells from mobs I actually kind of know how that is, too, because I got my Blue Mage up to level 10 recently just because I was bored, and I was having tons and tons of fun trying to get the stone skin move. That took me three nights of, like, nothing of trying to get it. I hated that. <laughs> yeah, and then um, <clears throat> something else that I found out was that you can't get um, some skills from... BCNMs or stuff like that unless the skill that you're trying to get is a little under 10 levels to your level. Huh. Uh, you, That's what Healer's been telling me. You have me to get experience from the mob who use the ability in order to learn it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Actually, that is incorrect. You do not is have to get EXP to get it. So you can go and learn it from like a two-week monster if you want. Oh, really? Which is really actually helpful because... You know, when the first Square Enix announcement came out saying that this is what Blue Mage is and this is how you learn spells, they added in there the you have to be able to learn experience from them. 
Well, sorry to say that was just a, a kind of a rough translation of what it really was. It was just meaning that it has to be an EXP mob. It doesn't mean that you have to get EXP from them. Oh, so, so it just has to be a mob found on a regular battlefield, not exactly. in where it's like a BCNM. Exactly. Okay, so, there, that makes sense. Yeah, right. so, you know, you can go to, like, places like, you know, freaking, you know, the Romfer area or Gustaberg area, and, you know, just, you know, if you need a spell from, like, let's say a crab, you know, you want metallic body, you know, give stone skin, great spell. So sure. go to freaking, you know, Sarda Baruta. You mm -hmm. know, don't waste your time in the dunes if you, you know, just slaying away over and over and over again just because you're missing it. Yeah. You know, go pick on a two-week monster, you know? Go That's poke it and say, hey, give me two-week, you know? You know, give me a two-week monster. All right, uh, I have a question concerning um, your ability to skill train with yourself. Yes. Um, is there any like set uh, skills that skill train, or is it every single skill or every single spell used with another spell skill chains? I mean, well, how, how do you figure those out? Basically, when it first came out, there was a lot of trial by error. So a lot of people, including myself, were really just trying to test everything out. And, you know, that's really the main thing of it, is that there's really no easy way to find everything. Now, granted, if you go to, like, you know, like FFXIOnline.com, the Dreams of Vanity website, you know, you can see what people have posted and, you know, all the information that they have posted. So that definitely helps. But, you know, in terms of everything going with everything, it doesn't really work too well. Right. So, like, you'll get, like, Red Lotus Blade into, like, Sickle Slash, and, you know, that makes, like, a gravitation right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you know, you can experiment with everything, which is one awesome feature about Blue Mage, mm -hmm. is that you don't have to rely on what other people are saying. You can go off and just completely experiment with yourself and just, you know, say like, oh my god, I found my own solo skill chain. This is awesome. And then you can take that and build on it. And um, another funny thing, while I was uh, getting my last level in Quithum, I got a blue mage in my party, and we didn't know what he could do or anything like that. And the next thing we know, we just see this weird skill chain that we could never get off again. And <laughs> I missed the chance to magic burst it. I wanted Aww. to so bad. That's a problem. Yeah. It, it was just a shock to everyone, and it was a skill chain that I didn't even see before. Right on. Yeah, that's, you know, definitely one really cool aspect of Blue Mage is that they can surprise a lot of people. Have, have, are you still finding skill chains now? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm finding plenty of them. I mean, there's, there's you know, every now and then, you know, I'll be like, hey, I wonder if, like, you know, let's say, like, Vorpal Blade goes into, like, Death Scissors or something. And sure. I tried it, and oh, my God, it works. Oh, there you, you go. We, I think we were doing Spinning Slash with Death Scissors, I think, was the skill chain that... Uh, yep, that one that works, was, too. Yeah, that was... And, and, oh, man, we were pulling down so much damage. I mean, the blue... Between... I think I was hitting for, like, 1.1K. The Blue Mage was hitting for, like, 1.3K like totally yep. out damaging me and then <laughs> yep. like and then the skill chain of course would be like you know somewhere around 1.2 1.3k yeah, oh yeah uh, i'd have to say that uh my biggest surprise with blue mage when we were in uh babiki bay we were doing a third level skill chain with a uh blue mage would use red lotus blade with dimensional death and then i would then put uh shark bite onto that and i mean i was hitting shark bite for about 1.1 1.2k but the light skill chain alone was up into like 1.5, 1.6k, and that's the first oh, time yeah. I've seen a skill chain hit for more than my actual weapon skill. Right. Now before, oh, yeah. we, now, before we move off the topic of Blue Mage, what are some good subs for Blue Mage? 
All right. Now, this is definitely an aspect that a lot of people have a lot of conflict with. Sure. Because, I mean, there's such a wide variety of, of everything. Because Blue Mage can pretty much, you know, tap into a little bit of everything, it really all depends on how you want to play Blue Mage. Sure. So, let's say, you know, perfect example, Sale. You love, you just love Black Mage. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Well, so, you know, you may want to focus on the aspect of, you know, nuking. So you'll sub Black Mage because mm -hmm. then you get the extra INT, you get a little bit of elemental magic, plus you get elemental seal, which does stack with magical Blue Mage spells. Does it? Yes. <laughs> I think I might have another class to go into. <laughs> I mean, and on the other side of that, I mean, for all those white mages out there who, who love to cure, sub white mage, give it a try. Divine seal, you know, yeah. completely stacks with stuff like healing breeze. That's, that's a curago cool. right there. And plus magic fruit, that's like a cure 3.7 is what some of my buddies call it. <laughs> oh. 3.7, nice. When you get into the situations where mobs start spamming AoE sleep spells, Oh yeah, and blue may just toss out magic fruit, lifesaver right there. Oh yeah, so yeah, it it really horrible. all depends. I mean, the overall best damage dealing uh, sub job I would have to say by far is thief. FTW yes, and trick attack can completely stack with stuff like death scissors. And yeah. if and you know for all those who are listening out there, if you haven't seen a blue mage stack Sata with death scissors, oh. go look at it. You will it was, start drooling. It's great. The damage is incredible. I yeah. Mean, the numbers were. Uh, like I said, blue mage was out damaging me, man. It was, was crazy. A dark Knight, yeah. a dedicated damage dealer. Damn oh, right. Yeah. I'm a dedicated, and I'm a dedicated Dark Knight too. Yeah. I'm I'm totally dedicated to my job. I know it inside yeah. and out. I know what to do. I know how to deal the best damage. And still, man, I was just getting beat. I have to admit <laughs> it. I was just getting yeah. beat. But all right. it's uh, it's all about whatever you want to play. I mean, so experiment. Have fun with it. Yeah, and and totally. I mean, I think I think that that should be done with really every job, not just the new ones. Like every job, just try and find odd jobs that go together. Oh sure, exactly. You know, um, the, a really good example is a ninja ranger. Oh yeah, and, and that's such. I mean, the ninja ranger is such a great damage dealing class too that it's expensive as hell. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. the two most expensive jobs on the game. But, <laughs> um, but really, I mean, it's it's such a great damage dealing class, especially. And and when okay, here's a question for everyone: When was the last time you saw a ninja using shurikens? Um, when I was level twenty two in Kufwin. I saw one person in the dunes ever. That that. That question Never. mark? Never. Yeah, and the only reason that I stopped using them too was because uh, my throwing skill at that point was way too low, and uh, I didn't really feel like going out and leveling it up myself. Yeah, skilling up throwing is is, is hard, but still. Uh, what about Spaz? What about you? Have you ever seen a, a ninja use shurikens? Honestly, now that I think about it, I've never seen it before. Exactly. I don't even know what the animation looks like. That's <laughs> <laughs> how often I see people throwing. I know, and and you know, and if you really do a lot of research, uh, Ninja Ranger just using throwing skill does ridiculous amounts of damage. Take for example, uh, their uh, AF gloves plus one. They give ranged attack and ranged accuracy plus twenty. Exactly. On oh, one piece ow. of equipment, that's it's insane. Exactly. They're, they're, I mean, and that's. I think. I think that um, you know. Maybe more than a tank, more than a tank that a ninja was supposed to be a damage dealer. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the community took it and made it into a tank. So mm -hmm. from yeah. levels uh one to thirty five, I subbed thief with my ninja, and I was a puller. 
Uh, I used the Enfeebling spells, and I did some pretty okay damage with the equipment that I had, too. Wow. Anyway, uh, moving on to uh, Chocobos. Over the uh, last week, we've actually had some uh, time to actually get into the Chocobos and uh, deal with them a little bit more. Um, as far as eggs go, you can get them in some ISNMs and uh, some BCNMs, too, I believe. But uh, if you go to Juno um, in Rulud Gardens to where the auction house is, if you go to your left, there's a staircase that leads down to where the delivery box is. Yep. And there's also a little Mithra girl down there. If you talk to her, she has three different types of eggs that you can buy. Now, now before you go on, I want to mention that she doesn't always have the eggs. No, she can sell out. Yes. Ah, she, okay. Uh, because oh, wow. I've gone, I've gone there before, and they haven't had the eggs. You just, I mean, I waited a day, and the rest of her inventory came in. So, uh, well, there you go. Get them while they're hot. Yeah. <laughs> Choco chips yeah, no are kidding. selling out quick. And, Make good uh, omelets. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another thing too uh, we mentioned uh, some of the colors in the last installment of Limit Break Radio and uh, uh, Fusion X actually brought this up to us but um, you cannot get different colored chocobos yet those are going to be released at a later date Yeah, and he, and he seems to think that that uh, they would be acquired through breeding not necessarily what, what different stats yeah, are that, given to the chocobo um, you know, and, and I guess that remains to be seen, you know, how the colors are going to start coming about, um, you know, and, and how, you know, how you can get a determinable, a determinable color. By the way, Fusion X, uh, over, he does, uh, Pet Food Alpha, uh, that can be found over at BeTheGamer.com. Check them out. Uh, really cool Final Fantasy XI podcast, uh, very, very cool people. I really like their show. I've been a fan for a long time. So, um, and it's not just the how that people are worrying about, wondering about, I should say, but it's also the why. Why would there be other colors? Would it just be for like special things, or is there something to these colors? Um, well, it's probably like Annie said, based on the stats that they have determines their colors. You know, uh, blue ones might have you know better uh, mental stats, whereas red ones might have more strength, or you know whatever the colors are. And um, uh, it seems, you know, from the people that I've talked to, that uh, on average it takes about four days for your chocobo to hatch out of its egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, with the naming, uh, we thought that you could, you know, name it whatever you want. But actually, as usual, they have a long list of names, and it's a lot longer than um, any was, any previous pet right, item what or. They uh, have is they have uh, a list of one-letter names all the way up to 11-letter names, and some of these just have, you know, four on them. Other ones have, like, you know, five pages. You pick one for the first name and one for the second name. For example, I named my uh, female chocobo Lady Lily. Very customizable. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was actually brought up to us uh, by uh, Diomenes from uh, our uh, forums. I hope that I said his name right. And uh, he also mentioned, too, that, uh, you know, we figured that since chocobos now can't go into dungeons... That um, as you raise your chocobo, you know where will it be able to go? And in the in the update, he points out that um, based on some of your abilities, your chocobo may become more courageous and take you to more dangerous areas. Yeah, this could include dungeons. However, Ooh, my nice. uh, right, my thought on this though is is you don't take aggro when you're on a chocobo. Yeah, and if you could take it into dungeons, you know where couldn't you go to where you wouldn't get aggro? You know that would mm -hmm. take you know half the challenge out of it. So maybe it brings up the questions. Can you take damage while on the chocobo? Yeah, that's There's true. There's their limitations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe would the chocobo actually be able to help you if you do get in a fight? See, I'm not. I'm not sure um, yet if uh, 
if that's actually true. Right, right. They haven't mentioned anything of the sort. You yeah, know, when just, we uh, when we went looking for the information, we couldn't find it. Um, but that was one of the corrections that was sent to mm-hmm. us. So this right. is pure speculation. Yeah, that is that's still it's still it's still speculation. But uh, we did we did want to correct ourselves. So. You know, on the last show, I, I mentioned also that I didn't have the patience for chocobo raising. I have to admit, I went and I got a chocobo egg, and I've started technically raising it. Now, now I don't know if it's hatched yet, because I haven't checked on it in five days. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Annie. I, I, haven't, I haven't checked on it in a while. This is why, this is why I don't do things like gardening. I just don't, ha- I don't. I don't have the time for it. That poor little chicken's going to grow up to be such an emo freak. <laughs> Perfect for its dark night owner. <laughs> maybe this is how the Chocobo chicks turn black. Yeah, well, maybe. Hey, I'll... he does like metal. I mean, <laughs> can, you, can you just imagine a Nero, you know, holding his little, his little baby Chocobo in his arm while jamming his slipknot? I mean, come on. Oh, I want to see this now. Parent year of the ward right there. <laughs> yeah, parent of the year because I haven't gone and checked on it in five days. I'm, I, reminds me of my mother's parenting skills. Ooh. <laughs> no comment. Cheap shot at my mom. <laughs> you better be glad that she's not on Final Fantasy. By the way, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Spaz, your mom is, is on Final Fantasy, isn't she? That is correct. That's so awesome. That's yeah. what, what, what's what's her character's name? A lady, actually, but it's it's really kind of funky because the way it's spelled out is laid. So everyone thinks that she's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> and be, because you know it's it's kind of funny because you know all other races are very distinguished when it comes to what gender they are. Sure. But as a Taru, you know she wears like a hat or a hoodie or something, and you can't tell unless you really pay attention. My mom plays. She's a, a 59 red mage on Midgard. You know, as well as a lot of my other family plays. My so, aunt, my uncle, cousin, friends, all kinds of people play. Well, then we're going to send a collective shout out to Spaz and his entire family that plays Final Fantasy XI. Um, uh, I have a question for you too. Um, I've known uh, some uh, other people who uh, are, are really close, and uh, when asked to do each other favors, for example, um, they have to offer each other a gill. Has that ever happened uh, between you and your family? Where like your mom asks you to do something, and you're like, you know, I don't really want, it. and she's like, oh. Come on, I'll give you 20k. <laughs> Actually, it's in reverse. I'll ask her, I'll ask her to, you know, if she'll help me out with something and then I'll just ask for money. I, I won't even ask. I won't even ask to do anything. Or she'll say uh, or she'll say, "Hey, can you help me out with this? You know, can you check my plants?" and I'll be like, "Can I get a million gil?" You know, can I get a scorpion harness, please? That's great. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of funny but awesome at the same time. I mean, that it is- was a pain in the butt when it comes to artifact armor because all of them are like around the exact same level. But oh, so it's you were just fun. doing artifact quests for like three weeks, dude? Oh. Garlic Citadel never looked so terrible in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that coffer key needs to burn in hell. <laughs> I have a question for you too. Ever since we heard about this special emote that all red mages should get, um, macro. Macro. The macro. Macro. Um, she, has she um, put that on her taru yet? Yeah. Oh, yes. The convert Ooh. macro. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was... Uh... It was something just, you know, really basic, simple, because my aunt is the white mage in their static group. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, basic, well basically, 
yeah, my, my mom's a Taro, I'm a Taro, my aunt's a Taro. My uncle, however, is an elven red mage. I don't know where we slipped up and where we went wrong. like cockroaches now. I would have oh, yes. laughed so hard if you said Golka. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for the Golka. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, and then of course, you know, my cousin who is, you know, also a Taro, so that would have kind of been a little weird if he would have been a Golka and as you know, you know, but oh well. <laughs> what happened? No, but, <laughs> no, but my mom's uh, macro, you know, was went from really freaking simple to, you know, went from converting, you know, to something big and drastic and like really big and bold because she kept scaring my aunt every time she would convert and her HP would go down to like two and she'd be like, oh my god! That's hilarious. Oh, that is perfect. I mean, so, I mean, of course, you know, I have to say she loved, um, I believe it was the first episode when, you know, talking about uh, don't tell red mages what to cast. Yeah. And she looked exactly just right at me and pointed a finger right at me and said, (laughs) see, listen to those people. They're freaking smart. <laughs> we even got the parent vote. Yes. All right. We're spanning all kinds of uh, generational gaps here. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, do we want to move on to uh, PvP topics now? Sure. Let's talk sure. about PvP. All right. Well, uh, over the um, past uh, year or so, there was a, a new form of PvP which was introduced, uh, known as Brenner. Yes. Now, uh, the first thing I would like to point out is that Final Fantasy doesn't really have a straight uh, player versus player where you just go out and massacre the team. Right. You know, right. It, it seems like they're trying to say, you know, let's try making this more interesting by adding in these little bit of rules. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've uh, had a chance to participate in a little bit of uh, Ballista and uh, also into one time in Brenner. And, you know, they're fun, but at the same time, they just don't compare to straight player versus player combat. But um, we're going to talk a little bit about the two uh, anyhow. So uh, we'll start with Ballista. Um, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Ballista was uh, Final Fantasy's first form of PvP. It's a team-based battle, and uh, all levels can participate uh, based on the different settings and rules. Like, uh, sometimes there's a level 20 cap, 30 cap, and so on, all the way to uncap. And there are two different types. There's uh, Conflict Ballista, which directly affects the conflict between the three nations, mm-hmm. which um, always happens in either uh, Pashal Marshlands, uh, the mountains, I'm not even going to try, try to pronounce it. Metaphoid. Yeah, uh, whatever that is. And then um, uh, in Jugner Forest also. Yeah, the three least used zones. Yeah, yeah pretty basically. much. Basically, it's get through it as fast as you can. Yeah. yeah. And uh, usually, and uh, those are always level 30 to uncap. Never uh, any lower than that, and it's uh, nation versus nation. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, there are also custom ballista matches where you can uh, go to an NPC in Juno and you rent out a special zone, which is a mirror image of Galesba Outpost. Was this um, where this tournament took place yes. that you told me mm-hmm. about? Yep, on uh, an earlier show I discussed a uh, Link Shell tournament where a black mage went against a white mage and a uh, black mage... <laughs> he, what happened? He, he, he do I even want to ask? <laughs> yes, you do. He got yes, himself handed. I mean, you know... Oh, wow. <laughs> tell um, him, tell all right, him, please. All right. So, uh, the Black Mage was the kind of guy who, you know, always talked shit in the LS. Not in the bad way, you know, it was all in good fun and whatnot. He was, he was, he, he had kind of a, an arrogant, big ego. Like, uh, and a stiff. 
and a Nero type thing going on. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so, um, that one coming from a mile away. Shot from the <laughs> episode. So, you know, as soon as the match started, uh, the first thing he tried to do is go ahead and uh, cast sleep on our white mage, right? Um, but she threw up holy right off the bat, took away like half his HP. He wow. turns and starts running so that he can find a way to heal. <laughs> And for like the next half an hour, it was her trying to chase him down. He just kept running and running and running. And, you know, for the sake of his manhood, I'm not going to say his name. All right. But um, I will say that he now plays a dark knight. (laughs) Run, Forrest, run. Get out of my job. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. All right. So uh, um, you have any uh, stories relating to uh, Ballista Spaz? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Well, of course, you know, if anyone, you know, has has to guess by now what job I'm all about, you know, I took Blue Mage in to my uncapped Ballista match in the reserved area that you can get from Juno. Well, at this time, I was level 65, and no one had ever seen uh, a Blue Mage in Ballista at the time. So the 75 Elven Monk, who, whose name I shall not humiliate on the air, <laughs> well, basically came in, and he's like, Oh, little Blue Mage thinks he can hang out with the big dogs now, huh? And I said, Did he? Sure, I'll give it a go. Oh, yeah. He actually said, he, you know, you want to hang out with the big dogs now. I was like, okay. And... Gunning for you. And, well, you know, basically, a lot of people have heard that you know, a thousand needles is definitely one of those spells that misses a lot. However, and I quote, Square Enix has changed Ballista to balance it out. <laughs> he did not take that into consideration. So he got all freaking cocky and said, Go ahead, cast your biggest damage spell. You know, I don't care. Even cast Thousand Needles, I don't care. And I said, Dude, you don't want to have me do that. He's like, No, go ahead, cast Thousand Needles. Watch it miss a thousand times. No. And I said, Okay, fine. You know, so I went ahead and casted Thousand Needles. It did a thousand damage. <laughs> Bam. Just as it was supposed to. All right. Exactly. Cool. <laughs> thousand needles is all or nothing. It's not going to do, you know, 500 and, you know, 68. It's going to do thousand or zero. <laughs> and he got pissed. <laughs> he did he, ask for it. I know, so, he did. I mean, of course, this is an elven monk we're talking about at level 75. He had, you know, close to 2,000, you know, HP. That's true. Yeah, you got to And so, you know, I took off, but I took off half of his health right there. Right. And he got so pissed, he took out his, you know, his weapons, engaged, and ran at me. Now, I knew at this point... I was either going to die miserably or go down fighting like a champ. You know, all blue mages that are listening, listen. Pay close attention. (laughs) You have spells that no one can really predict because you can only equip a set few spells at a time. You cannot predict what blue mage, you know, is, is, is equipping these spells or that spell or whatever. So this monk came at me, and he started hitting me for all he's worth. Well, of course, I have headbutt. Headbutt recast time is six seconds. It also (laughs) stuns. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, can you say spam stun? (laughs) Congratulations. So so he he kept going, but of course, it's not a 100% guarantee stun. So, you know, it, every now and then it wouldn't stun him, but he kept getting more and more pissed. He actually tried to get off um, a Zeron Fist on me. 
<laughs> now, this is where I was basically trying to lean over and kiss my own ass goodbye, <laughs> but it missed. Oh, my God. I was so lucky. Oh, and he man. And he came at me. I'm like, okay, screw this. So I just started spamming, like, sickle slash, death scissors, dimensional death, just everything at all. And then I got him down to right about, you know, 600 HP, and I realized that going to die you know sooner or later this monk is going to crush me <laughs> so i'm so i'm like okay what do i have that can take him down 600 hp in like less than a second and i was and i kind of realized oh my god i have self-destruct <laughs> oh no so i used headbutt hoping it would stun him and by god it did <laughs> And I, I went ahead and hit self-destruct. It hit him for over 700 damage. Whoa. Now, for those keeping up with math, he's like negative 100 at this point. <laughs> so he's gone down. He's gone down. Self-destruct leaves you with 1 HP and weakened. Therefore, I'm winning. I'm alive. He's losing. He dead. <laughs> That's and awesome. A, and oh, of course, he's like, he's like, what the hell? That, that was cheating, man. You cheated. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> you asked and a, for the thousand needle lead on. Exactly. Yeah. And of course, I had to ask him the question of, you know, this question goes out to all elvens. Um, why, when you die, you have to do that little fairy spin before you hit the ground? Yeah, Kahlo, why? Yeah. We like die in style. <laughs> <laughs> That's style? I'm sorry, but something oh, out yeah. of rejected dance routine. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, Leave that on. one to Britney Spears, okay, please? Beauty, elegance, these are the traits of the elven. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously um, not intelligence. I'm <laughs> Oh, ow. But that one stung, didn't it? <laughs> All right, go on, go on with your, anyways, with your PvP. Well, basically, so I was just going ahead, and you know, he was pissed at this point, and he, he, you know, he wouldn't want a rematch. I came up to him like, dude, you want a rematch? You want to go again? He's like, no, screw that. <laughs> and oh. the thing was, is that I kept challenging everyone to take me on. No one would come near me. That's great. That's so because great. every time they would come near me, I would ready thousand needles. <laughs> <laughs> OMG, he hacks. <laughs> and what what people don't realize is, people, if you are in PvP, if you're in Ballista, and you have a Blue Mage, and he readies thousand needles, everyone bum rush him because <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. Because a thousand needles is divided by how many targets it hits. It's AOE. Oh. So oh, if you have sense. if you have ten people coming at you, it's, it's only going to do a hundred damage to each of you. That's a good point. That's and he's and the blue mage is completely screwed. So by all means, if you see ever if you ever see a blue mage casting thousand needles in ballista, rush him. He can't do anything. You know, best case scenario, you'll you'll interrupt his cast. Worst case scenario, you'll take just a little bit of damage. Yeah. All right, that's a good point. And um, uh, moving back into you know what ballista is uh. The area that you uh, reserve is known as uh, Diorama Abdulis Gelsba. Can you say that, <laughs> that fast? Uh, we'll try that later. Anyway, it's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a mirror image of, of the Gelsba zone, but there are no mobs. All right, uh, as far as conflict ballista goes, you know, it takes place in one of those three zones that we mentioned before. You must talk to a herald in said zone or Juno in order to enter the ballista match. Yep. And uh, if you have a key item known as the ballista earring, I think it is, then every time you log on in a major city, if there's a blister going on or coming on soon, it'll show you a little update letting you know mm -hmm. uh, when it is. Kind of like the Marble Bridge. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs>
Yeah, Bridge. Marble Bridge. Ex- except uh, except this has a point as whereas the uh, Marble Bridge does not. <laughs> uh, as far as ballista rules go, uh, and you know this is where um, the special you know Square Enix kick on PvP comes in. Um, you don't actually win just by straight kill. What you have to do is you need to score Petras, which are you know basically little stones in the opposing team's rooks, which are like you know little uh, floating castle type things. And uh, the way that you do this is you, if you kill a player within the, and uh, uh, Spaz, you know, I've, I haven't done too much Ballista, so, uh, right. but uh, I believe you kill, if you kill a player within the vicinity of their Rook, it then opens up and allows for you to toss the Patriot in and score points. Uh, there's also a dig option, which allows you to uh, dig up various items, which then, can then be used within the uh, Ballista match, uh, such as, you know, potions, different healing things. Um, Petra is used for scoring and uh, other such things, and they can't be taken out of Ballista. Um, if you have no Ballista items uh, that you've dug up, you can use a uh, Sprint Command, which is uh, pretty much like Flee. So, for example, if you're in a match and someone's you know, kicking the crap out of you, you can turn and run. That's uh, Ballista in a nutshell. Yep, pretty uh, much. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, any, any questions, guys? No. No? All right. Um, Actually, yeah, with the uh, ballista in the normal zones where there's mobs, will the mobs actually aggro you during ballista, or do they just completely ignore you? Actually, Um, you can't even see them. They're not even there to you. Okay. Now, what's interesting about that is that the other players can see you. If you're running through, let's say, you know, uh, Metaphoid Mountains, you can see uh, players that are engaging in ballista. Mm -hmm. That's correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the other type of ballista is called... Which, which, which reminds me, by the way, if you're ever in a zone where there is a ballista going on, just uh, annoy them. Just annoy them for the hell of it. I love doing it. Go poke everyone. Yeah, go poke everyone. <laughs> that I always, like I always do that, and it's so much fun. I get, I get a lot of tells later going, what the, what the hell were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I would just sit there and act like I'm eating popcorn. Yeah, Ooh. you can sit there and spectate the match if you want. Point out the opponent. He's right there. <laughs> point and laugh as they die. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. Emote point. Emote laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, Brenner, uh, I actually like Brenner uh, more than I do uh, regular Ballista because it's uh, it's easier to, to score. But um, again, uh, it's a team-style match, and it's basically a, a capture the flag, or as uh, most people like to call it, capture the flame. Uh, yep. The object of Brenner is to take the opposing team's flame and put it into your own altar. So it takes place in a, uh, in a zone much like the uh, Gonorgo Isle, which is uh, you take the... Uh, the mana clipper from Babiki Bay to get to the regular zone, but again, uh, there's a NPC in Juno that will teleport you there. And it's basically a huge circle-like cove, and each team, I believe, has four altars on opposing sides, and you basically have to run up to the altars, uh, whack away at it till its HP is depleted, it then flips open, you take the flame, and you have to go back and put it into your own. Now, th- this seems like it would be pretty simple, you know, because uh, you get some people to distract the other players, that way you can have even, you know, two, maybe even one person go, and steal the flames. No, 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 no. Square Enix is thinking, that's too easy. So what they've created is these mobs for each team which hang around the uh, altars, and they're called detectors. They're basically black mages in a ball. They will cast all levels, well, I can't say all levels, but uh, I'm pretty sure the highest I've had was a level 3 spell cast on me. So as you're trying to beat these altars, these things will cast, you know, bind, they'll cast elemental spells, they will cast sleep on you. Wow. 
Oh, they're wicked. An, they're annoying. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's their HP like? How, how long does it take to take one of those detectors um, down? Can uh, you even take one of them? Yes, down? you can. The detectors you can, but usually uh, what I did is I would uh, ignore the detectors and just go uh, straight for the uh, flame. Um, and usually uh, I was at it was level 60 cap when I did it, and um, so I didn't have you know the best weapon skills to use, but it usually took me anywhere from uh, one minute up to... Uh, you know, beat away at the Brenner before I could get the flame, and then it was just a matter of sprinting back to our own flame. And if I remember correctly, I think you do get points for um, killing people in that. I'm not 100% sure because I remember you get 10 points for every flame that you captured, and then we would get like one or two extra points, but I wasn't 100% sure what it was for. I think it was... Spaz, can you confirm that? Kills. Um, actually, I've only done Brenner like twice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, uh, another cool thing about, uh... The PvP, too, is that all abilities and spells can be used and have some type of effect. Like, uh, when you think about Provoke, for example, you know, it gives extra hate to the mob, and so he turns to hit you. So you're thinking, oh, well, you know, I'm a lot smarter than a mob. Just because he provokes me, I'm not going to turn to attack him. But hmm. if someone does use Provoke on you, even if you're not attacking him, if you turn to try and, and you're locked onto somebody else, all your attacks will be redirected to the person who provoked you. So it's kind of like a switch target. Uh, yes, except it doesn't switch your target, and that's what makes it so annoying because you're sitting here trying. Oh, to, like, okay. You're like trying to wail on a mage, or you're trying to wail on the uh, altar, and it's not taking damage. You know, the guy behind you that's you know whacking away at your skull, he's the one taking the damage. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love tanks. Okay, so we're we're getting we're getting pretty pretty close to the end here. Um, recently, in the last couple of weeks, uh, I've done uh, I done a couple assaults um and of course that's the new uh mission types out in uh in the outer gun areas uh now spaz do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about assaults um sure basically um you know if you've been following along with the uh you know outer gun storyline if you've done any of those missions um actually it's like the second or third mission in and then you get access to the staging points which allow you to do the assaults Mm -hmm. Now, what you'll actually do through assaults is, is you'll go through up to you know like three tags a day, and you go up to you know the guy and you'll get whatever mission you want out of up to five staging points. What you'll do is you'll assemble a team up to three to six people, and the level cap you know can fluctuate up and down depending on whatever you like, and you go in and you go to these set zones and you try to accomplish your mission. Now, you know, different missions, you know, have different objectives, of course. Like, you know, like the one at uh, Helvung Staging Point, I believe, is called Libros Cavern. Yes, where you so. have to, yeah, where you have to basically, you know, tear down brick walls or stone walls. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, the, that was, by the way, that was the only assault that I've done. And uh, I was expecting more. I was expecting more than just having to sit there and wail on walls <laughs> for, uh, for 30 minutes. Now, by, by the way, also, assaults are timed, too. Yes, um, you get 30 uh, minutes. Yep. All of them are timed to 30 minutes, and you just have you have that span of time to accomplish a set of goals. And uh, once you accomplish the set of goals, there is a treasure chest that pops at the end of the zone. And you have to get to the end of the zone, pop the treasure chest within the remaining time, and then you're transported out back out of out of the zone that you were in for assault. Um, I don't know if the do, do you know Spaz if the rewards change, uh, you know, uh, in in the treasure chest because all I've gotten is really crappy rewards. 
<laughs> Actually, yes, they do change. They uh, you do. know, they they fluctuate back and forth. Um, like, but you know, of course, you're always going to get something like you know, a high potion tank that can hold up to like 20 high potions. Mm-hmm. You know, high ethers, remedies, that type of thing. You know, so you're going to get the basic meds. Um, but another thing that also does fluctuate, which a lot of people are really talking about, is actually the armor that can come from assaults. Oh, there's armor that it drops. Yeah, because every time you successfully complete an assault, you get a question mark, question mark, question mark item. You know, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, an earring or a ring or, you know, feet or, you know, legs, body, in, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you take that question you know, mark to item and you go and you trade 500 gil and the item to an appraiser. And then he then tells you what that item is. Oh, wow. Yeah. So none, of, none of those items dropped when I did assault. Yeah, see, uh, th- that's something I forgot about too. Uh, I remember seeing that in the update. Now that he brings it up, was the uh, introduction of unknown items that you could take to to get appraised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and they have some really good stuff in there. Like, um, like just like two weeks ago, I actually got the storm loop earring, which is level fifty, attack plus five, and in assault, attack plus ten. Oh wow! Now that's great. you know the uh, there's a level fifty five. I believe it's called a fang or spike earring, that has the exact same stats like attack plus five, but it also has evasion down plus uh, evasion down uh, five. minus five. Yeah, that's yeah. spike earring. Yep. Yeah. So you know, people can go out and get these rare ex, you know, earrings like the storm loop earring, and can easily transition, you know, one of those earrings out for one of the other ones you had to pay money for. That's true. Although, granted, the spike earrings are only like five k a piece. I think. <laughs> uh, it should also be noted that um, doing assaults is the way that you raise your rank. As a mercenary and not Ergen, correct? Yes. Right. That so, is correct. Uh, uh, the other reason for doing assaults, obviously, is to get um, higher rank so that you have access to more items to spend your Imperial standing on. That's true. Right. And also, you are granted assault points at the mm-hmm. very end of the assault. And if you trade, or if you go to the vendor that you got the assignment from, they, he or she will have a list of items that you can acquire with assault points. Uh, the Shiv chain, that's one of the, uh, the chivalry chain, or, or is it chivalrous? Chain. Yeah, chivalrous. Yeah, chivalrous. yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's an item that's uh, acquired through assault. Um, there's also there's a belt that I've been drooling over. That a potent uh, belt. Is that it? Yes, potent belt is it. Accuracy plus eight, strength plus <laughs> Got it. three or five. Uh, I think it's three, three, uh, something like that. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's strength plus three, accuracy plus eight. Yep, yep, that's exactly it. It's a, it, I mean, and that's you know that alone is a great equipment. They have a lot of great equipment that you can acquire through you know through assault points. And what's great about that too, is that it's not EX armor, so you can actually go get like you know get a shiv chain and then sell it for one point five mil. Oh yeah. Um, there was something that I thought of while you were talking about getting all of these goals and then rushing to the end of assault. Sure. Um, what I was wondering is, would it be wise to split your party up, one to clear the way to the end while the other specialized team goes for the goals, or should you all stick together? Um, well, I know in uh, in Lobros Cavern, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, L- I believe so anyways. Yeah, Lobros like Cavern. or whatever. Um, in in Lobros Cavern, when we did it, um, I know that all of the melees concentrated on getting rid of all the walls, and then our red mage went off and did something else. I don't I don't know what in the world the red mage was doing, but um, I, I mean that wasn't really explained to me. But I just know that I had to you know I I've got this objective. I got to kill these walls. Okay, let's do it. You know. Yeah. Um, I can better explain on that. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Sven. Um, Basically, in in some 
at some assaults, it is very, very wise to split up because you get like one black mage on you know the Lebros cavern walls, and it's done. You can take one black mage can take it out in just as much time as like three melee can. And the way that's done is pretty much do like bio, frost, and burn. You know, cast all those DOTs, you know, that on him, and you know the DOTs will just completely drain down all of his HP, and just keep casting tier one nukes. Yep, and and that's that was the other thing that I noticed about when we fought the walls is that I mean I was hitting like I was crit hitting for like three damage and yeah. weapon skilling for like twenty four damage. So they don't have a ton of HP. It's just that I think it's they what would their defense? Yeah, would would yeah. the walls' defense be really high? Is that what it is? Uh, I'm pretty sure. Sure that's what it is actually yeah because because magic is a little bit more potent against them yeah just a little bit yeah all right well uh moving on from assault and uh, our last topic of the day now uh, of course we all play different jobs and therefore i think we're going to get a, a range of answers to this question but uh it's been something that's been that's been uh propositioned to us a couple times but what do you guys prefer when it comes to a party situation and a support class do you prefer bard Red Mage or Corsair? How about uh, Argentlam? Why don't you go first? Oh, that one's a really hard choice for me. I've had uh, really, really good bards and really, really good Red Mages. Uh, personally, um, I would probably, in terms of MP, I would prefer the Red Mages simply because of refresh, the 4 MP per tick. Yeah. But for an entire party situation, I would like a bard because i've had a part a party with a bard he was pulling then sleeping yeah went and pulled another mob slept that one while we fought off this mob ballad on all the mages yep. and me and it was just the fastest experience i have ever gotten in a party ever so that's it's a it, tough one yeah it, it yeah. really is yeah sale what about you um I, I mean, I realize you're you're pre you're pre what red mages get refresh at forty. Yeah, since yeah. you're pre forty, you know it's I know I realize it's a it's a difficult question to answer. But granted, you know, given your knowledge of the three jobs, what would you prefer? Well, that still is a hard choice between the three. I mean, I've actually partied with all three. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed that the bards are really handy at increasing. Since low-level people don't do a lot of damage sure. right away, they're handy in increasing their damage and decreasing the defense and such of yeah. mobs. Mm -hmm. So they're important. Red mages, they take stress off of the white mage and the black mage mm -hmm. by enfeebling and curing when needed, yeah. as well as fighting. Yeah. And then there's the Corsair, which I've actually had really good experiences with them in Quiffum. I had a Corsair that um, I finally got to see what the hype up to them was all about. Yeah. They had a Corsair's role, which increased your experience gain even more. Yeah. They had a healer's role, which increased MP while resting. Right. So and later they were they able get, to get up a lot faster. Well, and later they, uh, they get their own version of refresh, too. Mm -hmm. And then there was something that in, I think increased either the accuracy or the yep. strength yep. hunter's uh, role. Yes. H hunter's role increases uh, ranged accuracy and melee accuracy. Uh, I think it's uh, sorcerer's or wizard's role, uh, whichever the red mage one is, um, increases your spell accuracy. Yep. And just seeing that, I I guess since I've had better overall experience with the Corsair, 
that they're going to have to be my pick over the three, though all three are awesome. Great. You cannot do without one of them. Great. Spaz, how about you? What do you think? Um, it really all, you know, is situational. I mean, I'm, I'm really starting to get into, you know, Blue Mage, of course, but I'm also looking at the fact that I also play Paladin a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's completely, you know, two separate roles, but at the same time, you know, both need refresh. Yep. And my biggest problem is, you know, bards have to, you know, have that problem where, you know, Mage's Ballad is completely AoE, and it's not target-specific or anything, so you can get it on the melee, too. Yeah. So as Blue Mage, I need Refresh, but I really want those buffs that that, that a bard can give the melee. Mm-hmm. You know, Red Mage is really good because they can give out Refresh to each individual person, and, you know, I congrats all level 75 red mages because i can't play it that high i I suck i can't either i can't play i can't play a mage class to save my life it's gonna be my last ones and that's sad coming from someone that loves mages yeah yeah um corsair is really good i mean i'm really i was really surprised when i actually uh, group with some of them because they actually deal some decent damage as well as you know can do the whole you know different roles and everything so but i'd have to say my overall pick i'd say red mage red mage yeah definitely great Kahlo. all right well um it's gonna have to be between red mage and bard and simply for the reason that i mean corsair is an awesome job but those that i've partied with don't seem like they're, they're utilizing it no no they're competent <laughs> and, and they're really good yeah but it seems like you know as they're playing the job it's like okay i'm doing my job enough to get it done yeah it yeah. seems like they could do so much more like first of all um if you have let's say a dark knight and a thief in a party mm-hmm. if you use the dark knight and the thief role it's going to be more effective than if you were to use those two in a party without those two jobs mm-hmm. so it seems like whenever you have a party they automatically usually just pick the role for the two jobs that are thrown up and really uh Personally, uh, I prefer accuracy over my critical strikes. Really? See, now, every Corsair that I've had in a party has always asked me, like, almost every bard has asked, has asked. well, not me, but the party, mm-hmm. uh, what would you, what you know, what spells, what roles, what songs do you prefer? Right, see, uh, that's never happened to me. And another thing, um, at lower levels, you know, if I, if I asked the Corsair to use Corsair's role, they would. But at higher levels, they don't use it. And, I mean, I realize that maybe it doesn't give a ton more experience, but if you're in a party for four hours and you it, toss it up at the end of the party as the puller is pulling... It'll add up yeah, real at, quick. Yeah, at, at the, at the, the end of the mob, dies, yeah. Right. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just a small thing, but you have to do as much as you can, which brings me to which job I would prefer. Okay. Which is Red Mage. Now, a lot of Red Mages, I mean... Props to you guys because you do so much in a party. Yeah, right? it's true. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, and you know, they even have room to complain when people ask them to do more than what they should. Sure. But but, but my problem is when they tell me how to do my job. Okay. <laughs> not all red. Mages I know. Not are no like no that. not all red mages are like that. They get stereotyped that mm-hmm. way. Uh, but. I, I've had more red mages tell me how to do my job than just, any 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 other class. Just oh, like all black mages like to nuke everything mm-hmm. without abandon. It's true. Oh, there's yeah, a lot. True. There, That's true. There's a lot of black mages who uh, who are who just go nuke crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I have um, black magic. Spam. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of red mages though, when you know asked to do more jobs, say. I can't do that. You know, that's too much. I mean, you know, saying, you know, that's a little much for me and I don't know if I can handle it, that's one thing, but you guys can do it, all right? I mean, it may be really stressful, but 
best red mage ever. Uh, my friend Gordor, he's a 75 black mage to begin with. We partied around level 65 in Babiki Bay. Mm -hmm. We had a party of mostly melees, uh, ninja tank, uh, I was thief. We had a monk, a samurai, uh, white mage, and then him as red mage, okay? He kept all the melees hasted. He kept all the mages refreshed. He never. He, I, I never saw him drop below half MP. Wow. I mean, he very rarely used convert, and he kept everything up for everybody. It was amazing. That's great. That's awesome. great. I mean, there. You know, there are there are of course you know amazing red mages, and you know, Kahlo, I don't think that you should count Corsair out just quite yet, just because you, I don't think you've gotten a really good one. Well, no, true, true. I mean, Corsairs <laughs> are really good, but you know, based on personal experience, uh, really is what I'm going off of. Right. But I think in party situations, uh, for the most part, I would probably go for Bard 2 just because of their uh, overall repertoire of spells. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, personally, for me, as a Dark Knight, I would have to go with Corsair. I would absolutely have to go with Corsair just because of uh, the buffs that they give. Um, I think they're a little bit more unique. I know as as a thief, you wouldn't need double strike, but you know if I'm not subbing warrior, if I'm subbing thief, which I commonly do because I can do a, a lot better spike damage with a thief sub than I can with uh, a warrior sub. Um, that uh, you know Corsair, uh, that 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 double strike is just. It's so awesome, especially especially when you have no idea that it's cast on you. You're like, wait a minute, I just double struck. Check my sub. Wait, that's right. I'm Sudden Thief. Okay, the Corsair must have done it. Awesome, that's great. <laughs> and it's just, it, it adds, uh, uh, you know, damage over time, which is really good. Plus, of yeah, course. That is true. Yep, and plus the attack buffs are really good, too. And, and I gotta give, I gotta hand this to Bard, that some of, the, I, I think that Bard gets, gets some of the best um, uh, support class attack buffs in the game. Uh, because I've never had an, my attack higher than when I've had a, a had a bard in my party, but uh, yeah, just just because of the unique the, the uniqueness of about the uh, Corsair's buffs, I would I would have to go with Corsair. That's just me personally. I think um, mainly it's just the fact that each one has their different specializations, and on top of that, we all haven't really encountered an exceptional one of each job in. Oh, I've, I've, to... I've had exceptional bards, and I've had exceptional red mages and corsairs. Corsairs um, are fewer, though, yeah, because it's a newer class. Absolutely, yeah, true. I need to credit my uh, best uh, shark bites to uh, a, a Gulka bard in uh, Kedarva Meyer. The first time that I had ever hit for over two k with a sneak attack, trick attack, shark bite. I hit for two k damage wow. with a two k skill chain. And then the the next one, the very next fight, I hit for two point one k shark bite in a one point nine k light skill chain, and it was because of that bard. That's amazing, hands down. That's I amazing. Applaud that bard. Yeah, absolutely. You're making my blue mage for the week. <laughs> <laughs> give it time. Give it time. <laughs> Um, now, if, if, if we and we want to hear from you, what do you guys think is the best Bard, Red Major, Cor Corsair for your job? Uh, let us know. Send us emails, uh, hosts at limitbreakradio.com. Uh, and we want to we want to read we want to start reading emails. So send them in. Whatever you have to say, send them in. Hosts at limitbreakradio.com. Uh, now we get, we recently got an email. This was our first email. Just uh, you know, we, we, and we wanted to read it. Oh. I don't know why this was the first one. I don't know who is playing a trick on us. 
but let it not be spam. <laughs> it's not spam. It's not. <laughs> yes, Rhapsody, you can have this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the email was sent in uh, by a white mage Taru Taru going by the name of Sabu Taro, and um, he asks um, if subbing ninja can you dual wield knuckles on your monk. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. Oh, great. Yes, yes I am. You are. All right, now come on. No, guys, no, no, no. Let's, let's be no. serious. Let's yeah, be yeah. serious. All right, he's serious here. It's okay. a serious question. We want to show uh, everyone that, you know, we are professional. We do want their emails. We're not going right. to just make yeah. fun of you on air. <laughs> it's no, a good question, though. <laughs> yes, but if you send us a question like this, we may have to make fun of you right. on air, which is what we're going to do now. No, you cannot do wheeled knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> No, no Four knuckles for the win. <laughs> now, now, the, now, this begs the question: Where would the two extra knuckles go? Like, if you could, if you could dual, dual wheel them. Well, uh, um, I, I'm, I, I, I haven't oh, seen for sure, but uh, I hear that Galkas actually have uh, monkey-like feet, so <laughs> Galkas could possibly grip them in their feet. Galk, Galka exclusive ability. Ah, exactly. There you go. Quad wheel. <laughs> that trumps the Mithras with their, with their tail. Boy, I really hope this was a joke email because if this guy was serious, then uh, I think we just I think we just destroyed him. <laughs> Sorry, Sefutaro. Oh. What a great question. Yes, please email us your questions, host at limitbreakradio.com. That's up that's uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, thank you, Spaz, for joining us. Say hi to your mom for me. Of course. <laughs> Wait, what was that supposed to mean? <laughs> oh no. Spaz's mom FTW. <laughs> And of, uh-huh. and of course, we, we thank you for joining us. Check out our website, www.limitbreakradio.com. Sign up for our forums. Send us email. Uh, talk to us. We, we love to hear from you. Send us tells in-game. I can't wait for my first tell going, OMG, it's a Nero. <laughs> <sighs> that would be so cool. That would be amazing. Or, be or, cool. or you know, even just a, a friendly scorpion harness plus one of my mailbox. You know, I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to get so <laughs> like freaking delisted. <laughs> I'm gonna get so freaking B-listed for being on this show. Be like, you dumbass! What the hell? <laughs> Jealousy, FTW. Yeah, send, send us, send us tells, send us email. We we love to hear from you guys. Um, yeah. Okay, before we go, we want to mention one more thing. It's gonna be our very first contest. Yes, a podcast actually hosting a contest. How cool is that? All right. So here's the contest. Go ahead. All right. Well, as most of you know, uh, I just recently got evisceration and. Uh, with my really good weapon skills, I like to have really good witty macros. So, to win this contest, all you have to do is come up with your own evisceration-related macro, send it in, you know, we'll look through them, pick out what we think is the best one, and uh, the only stipulations is that it has to be party chat, so slash P, and it has to fit on one line in the macro palette. Yep, and and also, please try to keep it clean. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it probably would be best if they emailed it to us so people don't get ideas from each other. Right, Ma- make sure you send it um, either to our host's email or you can send it to uh, my email, which all of which can be found on the contact page. Yep. Um, now, here's the important part. What are you guys going to win if you win the contest? Well, a date with me. <laughs> oh, hmm. I get lonely. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite. But we'll consider that. But um, 
if if any, as anyone who knows is a fan of Square Enix, they just released a brand new game, Final Fantasy VII: Dirge of Cerberus, starring Vincent oh, yes. If you win, you will get your own copy of Dirge of Cerberus sent to your house from us. From us, absolutely. We free. might even package Spaz in that box too. Yeah, if if we can fit <laughs> them in there, the, we'll put we the we'll, we'll put we'll put Spaz in there. Tar Tar Eleven, do you need it? <laughs> You don't know how many times I get sick of hearing that shout in the middle of Juno. Okay. Not just Taru Taru. From Mithra and all these other ones. I'm just Yeah, but Taru's the best. Come on. I can't tell you guys how many times I've had my leg humped by Taru's. Hey, I like the pun Taru's. You liked it. Maybe the punting. <laughs> so that's those are the those are the uh, contest stipulations here. If you come up with the best evisceration macro, you will win a free copy of Final Fantasy VII: Dirge of Cerberus from us. So that's it for us this week. I'm the Nero. Uh, keep listening. Uh, this is uh, the Mean Green Sneak Attacking Machine, Kahlo, saying good night. This is Sale and uh, friend of mine, Fibril. I'm still waiting for that gift. And this is Arjitlam. And don't worry, Spaz's mom, I'll keep you covered. I'm not sure if I should be offended or what. <laughs> <laughs> I- I'll go with the offended. <laughs> thank, thank you, Spaz, again, once again, for being on the show. You were Anytime. awesome. Anytime. That's it for Limit Break Radio this week. Uh, tune in the next time. Fantasy Tetramaster and Vanadilla registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.